Yo, this your boy Chris Cash, aka I'm Elgin, aka Man of Many Talents, aka Last of a Donya Breed, aka Cash Adonis. <sighs> and you listen to the world's most exciting and informational podcast on the planet. And you're listening to Cash Cam. Yo, teamwork make the dream work. That is so cool. We learned that firsthand, building this podcast. Just want to salute each and every one of you that have donated to this podcast. Salute each and every one of you that have had the heart to donate. We just want to say thank you to you as well. You guys have been a blessing to us. So now we want to be a blessing to you. Be a blessing, receive a blessing. Now when you donate to us, you receive a blessing from us. First option. Any donation $5 and up, you get to submit any question or any comment, and I will answer your question or just your comment live on the upcoming episode. And shout you out. Any donation $10 and up, you get to pick a topic, any topic you want of an upcoming episode of this podcast. Plus, everything in the first option. Any donation $20 and up, get to be my guest on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Plus, everything in the first and second option. Any donation, $50 and up, you get to be a partner in crime. Yeah, you heard me. Partner in crime. You get to co-host an upcoming episode of this podcast. You get to see my notes, her notes, his notes, behind the scenes. You get to co-host an upcoming episode of this podcast. The first. Plus, you get everything in the first option, second option, and third option. Can't beat that. And any donation over a hundred dollars. This podcast belongs to you. Everything is in your hands. From the topic to the gas to the arrangement to the credit. Plus, everything in the first option, second option, third option, and fourth option. Be a blessing. You be seen with this. Now, when you be a blessing to us, be a blessing to you. Send all donations to cash up. Dollar sign. We not going to be up. Giving is living. Help make this podcast number one. We changing how media is done. Joined by a legend, an icon. If you never heard of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, I don't know what planet you on, but we have one of the stars. I mean, one of the main figures of the show. Um, my favorites personally. The, um, the Butler, the one that uh told it how uh how it is. Um, without further ado, man, can you tell everybody who? you be my name is uh, joseph marcel uh, i am an actor and uh, i think uh, most people know me from the fresh prince of bel-air no doubt no. let's get right to it it's it's a new fresh prince uh, i don't know if you want to call it a reboot a remake or whatever um everybody been talking about it um a couple episodes have aired um two-part question what is your um personal thoughts of 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 the new cast and what we see now and also do you feel that maybe they should have just left it alone and 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 kept it to the pros okay two 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 very difficult questions uh Firstly, I'll take with the second part. Uh, should, do I think they should have left it alone? Um, well, it's 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 a television program, you know. It's it's uh, you know it's not it's it's not um, it's not manna from heaven. I mean, it's just a television program, and it's not in itself a, a piece in a museum that uh, that you you know you can't touch unless it's African culture where you you're allowed to touch. Um, <laughs> it's a, it, it, it's a, 
it, it, it deserves whatever it is. I mean, it's been 30 years since the first program went out and and got it 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 uh you know if, if somebody can have a a new idea and a new approach to it, it it's they've got every right to do that and thank god you know that will smith is as imaginative as as a, as a, as a young uh film star is should be uh and and you know he's opened it out now the, the first part of your question uh, what do i think of the cost and all that i I can't really say because it's it's kind of unprofessional for an actor who played a role 30 years ago to comment on an actor who's playing the role 30 years later. Um, for firstly, it's a, it's a, it's not it's not necessarily a reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because I think it's called Bel Air and not the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, uh, there are um, these actors are at least 30 years younger than we, the actors who were in the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like uh, once upon a time, if we were doing this conversation, we'd be doing it either by telephone or by um, telegram or by letter. And now we're doing it via Zoom. And it's simply progress. And thank God that, you know, um, the, the thing hasn't died because it was in itself a, a milestone in the history of uh, television, African-American world television, where non-white people are concerned. It was an extraordinary thing, and it continues to be. So, yeah, long may it continue. Long live Bella, is what I say. Yeah. Carry on your legacy, and uh, thank you for that. Um, Behind closed doors and in little holes all across the, the world. Okay, people are, are talking about um, um, you guys, and then, the, like you said, uh, um, it's, thank you for correcting me. It's called Bel Air, not Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Thank you again. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of people is comparing you guys, because my, my homie called me the other night, and he was like, Cash, man, you finna talk to Jeffrey? I said, hold up, man, his name is Joseph, but you respect him. He said, "Oh, okay, okay, man, okay, whatever." Man. He said, "Axel, man, how he feel about the new one, the new Jeffrey, man? He ain't him. He ain't the original, and man, like it's not the same." So I know people do have these concerns. Yes, I, I mean, I, I think you have a point, but you also have to remember that you know it's uh, it's it's you know it's a cast of actors that look like me and you, and you know they have every right to be creative and. You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's an art form that 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 you know that that's that's growing. It's not stagnant. And you know, um, young Jimmy Akinbola has every right to approach the character of Jeffrey in in Bel Air, not in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, as he sees fit. We're entirely different actors. For one thing, I'm at least forty years older than he is. <laughs> I can't tell, man. Great point. And and one and one last thing about that, man. You're a very positive dude. I am too. And it's not no no knock, but it's not nothing in you a little bit, just a little bit. And just asking, man, what was these writers drinking? Was it strictly Kool-Aid? Was it strictly apple juice and orange juice? <laughs> it wasn't spiked just a little. I mean, guys, these characters are wild. Now, I know it's not the same. Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can't, I can't afford that luxury. I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, uh, well, for me, and uh, you know, the, the show has become what it has become. But you know, it was it was an engagement as a professional actor to to do a job, 
you know, right. to, to do a job. And uh, I did the job and that was it. And the job, the, the engagement came to an end and I moved on to other things. Now, what it has become has become a, a kind of a beacon in, in, in the kind of uh, in, 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 the, in the life of modern, of modern um, African-American people, of modern world black people. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, I'm grateful and it's wonderful and it's blessed be, you know, but really, um, I can't, I can't you know, spend my time worrying about the actor who's playing it now because I'm doing other things. I, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I, well, I might as well say I'm 74 years old. I mean, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a newcomer to this game. This is, a, I've been an actor for 50 years. Um, and you know, thank God I've done something that's lasted longer than, you know, has lasted 30 years. And, and, and let's stick with that. What other interests did you have growing up? Can you tell us, everybody listening in to you, because no one listens to me, no one, okay. Um, what did you want to become besides an actor um, before any of this theater, any of this came on your lap? What did you want to be when you was young? Well, I mean, um, I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm the son of a, a carpenter from St. Lucia in the Caribbean. And, uh, you know, my parents were uh, emigrated to England when, when I was a small boy. And, um, you know, I, I am the son of an immigrant. And, the, and the, the kind of outlook of an immigrant in a foreign country is, you know, is to make yourself better. You're, you know, your your parents live vicariously through your children. You know, um, and my 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 object in life, my father's object in life for me was to be an engineer. You know, um, well, he had different hopes for my brothers and my sisters, but everybody had a purpose. And yeah, <laughs> and I I to the best of my ability was able to to follow that. But then I you know I discovered. I discovered theater and that's what I, you know, that's when I thought, my God, this is, this is, this is what it's about. It's about imagination, a different kind of imagination. And uh, that was the imagination I wanted to be part of. And, uh, and that's what I did. I mean, it took my, my father didn't speak to me for five years when, you know, when I decided I wanted to be an actor, but my mother and my brothers and sisters stuck by me, and it was great. Did your relationship with your father get better, or what? Did he ever come around? Oh yes, my father. My father came around when I when I got my. I think it was nineteen nineteen seventy seventy something when I got my first job on a, a television job. Right. And my father was at work and one of his friends said, you know, yeah, I saw your boy on television last night. It was pretty good. And my father went, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, you know, he's doing his best. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> that, was, that was not quite true, not quite accurate. Then um, uh, then in 1972, when I when I joined the Royal Shakespeare Company, my sisters brought him to Stratford-upon-Avon to see me in uh, I think it was Julius Caesar, and you know he kind of thought, "Oh my God, yeah, my son's going going in the right direction. He's not wasting his life." And that was it, you know, kind of moving on through the classical theater. He, he was quite proud of me. Oh man, that's thank you for sharing that for um, anyone that's probably feeling low, or feel like they don't got the support from their father or from their mother or their parents or someone they you know look up to. Got a few more questions, man. Like I said, I don't want you to you know embarrass me, you know. But listen, man, you you're not just in films, okay? People do know you just for you know Fresh Prince of Bad Air and being the Butler. And you do your thing on stage, Shakespeare and all that good stuff. Kind of walk us through your first gig and what got you into you know being 
being on stage and just that's a whole different realm than being on TV. When I got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which was 1990, I had been an actor for over, well, I, I graduated in 1970. So I'd been an actor for over, what, 18 years. You know, wow. I'd been. I'd been an actor for a, you know, a long time, so it wasn't it wasn't my first job. I mean, I had in fact worked with Shakespeare companies in in the United States. I you know I worked with a company in Lenox, Massachusetts, where they were at the time, a company called Shakespeare and Company, in uh, in 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 the seventies, you know, um, and that kind of stuff. So my 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 life was not the life of a of a television actor or a movie star. I was, you know, I I was, and I continue to be as, as best I can. I mean, I was, you know, so called, you know, dull, stick in the mud, serious actor. My 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 first proper job with the Royal Shakespeare Company was I I joined the company in nineteen seventy. Seven, end of 71 for the 72 season that was the first year that uh, Trevor Nunn I don't know if you know him uh, became the artistic director of the company and I stayed with them for a while and when then we came to Broadway in 19 we came to well we came to the United States in 1974-75 we played at the JFK Center for six weeks in Washington, D.C., and we went on to Broadway for another five months, um, and then I went off to California, uh, just, you know, to see California. Um, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was great. I was a member of one of the, you know, the top theater companies in the world, you know, um, just, <laughs> you know, in my 50s, you know, <laughs> you know, a little kid from, from, from St. Lucia and Southeast London, you know. A member of you know the you know the the, the flagship of British theatre is marvelous. Yeah, you know I met you know in the course of I met people like the late Sammy Davis Jr. kind of people like that. It just you know it's extraordinary. That is, is Sammy Davis Davis Jr. Your your your, your most memorable um, person you got to meet in my in my youth. Yes, in my youth. I mean, I was in my twenties. He he was a he was a. a a, a fan of the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he, you know, he whined and dined us, and you know, made fun of us because he'd he'd been in London in uh, oh god, some a play about a boxer. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, yeah, and so yes, uh, and he was the first real international African American star that I'd met in my life. You know, there were other people like the late Calvin Lockhart and people like that, but yeah, the, he was the first African American star. So yeah, it it, it, it was a, yeah, it was a, a salutary uh, moment. And, yeah. And, and last time I talked to you, um, you, 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 you revealed something to me. You said that, that the, the difference from the uh, Fresh Prince of Bad Air and, and, and other shows out there uh, at the time, you guys recorded in front of a live audience. Yes. And I think a lot of people need to know that. Right, it, it really was. Um, every for, for three Friday nights a month for uh, six seasons, we recorded in front of a live audience. The audience was invited into the studio. They, you know, uh, the, the, becoming a, a guest became, you know, like gold dust. The, you know, the, the more famous and more successful we became. And we played the show to them. You know, like you, you know, you got your popcorn out and you're either, you know, the screen opens. <laughs> and then we do, our, you know, then we have the warm up person and then the, the cast is introduced to the people. And, you know, then Will comes out last and, you know, he really 
gets them going and, and there's this excitement and we do the episode. We do it to them. And the only break is when the cameras move from location to location to location to location. But it's a continuous thing and, and there's a kind of excitement. And then we come to the end of the show and that usually takes, that took about, so we'd start about 8 p.m. and that took about an hour and a half to do that. And then whatever required, you know, if if um, if I if I had tripped down the stairs, or <laughs> um, you know, or, or you dropped a tray, or, or you know, or Will's cap fell off, or you know, uh, one of the lights fell down, or the camera bum- bumped into another camera, <laughs> then we redo that, but without an audience. So the audience got a, a finished product every time they came to the show so that's why it's it, it's it's so um uh it's it, the show still has this kind of bubbliness about it because all the reactions are true they it's as they happen yeah you can't you can't be played so you can feel exactly it. you know yeah, you I mean, can put yeah. the fake crowd <laughs> nah you can't you know it's, and, and you know the uh, with with situations like that is that we you know, the, the the thing that is planned as the laugh sometimes is not the laugh, it's the stuff the stuff before it or the stuff after it. So you have to cope with that. You know, it's just marvelous. And and because Will you know was a no, not was is a a, a performer in front of live audiences as well as his movies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because he raps and stuff. He you know he was he was perfect for that. I mean, he could you know he had he had the audience in the palm of his hand. I mean, just it was brilliant, and it was, and for us to be part of that was just magnificent. Man, tell your boy Chris. Well, I don't know if I'm your boy or not, but but that's for the sake of this show, man. Don't make me look bad. When was the first time you met Will Will Smith? I well, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the first time I met him, I flew. They flew me in from London on a, on a, on a Friday night. Uh, was it a Friday? No, no. They threw me in London um, on 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 a Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, um, and I arrived in Los Angeles. And uh, they took me to this, you know, this hotel, and uh, I, you know, and everybody welcomed me. There were people to meet me, and you know, everybody knew me, and I knew nobody. I, everybody, everybody knew my name, but I knew nobody's name. Right. And they took me into this room, and as I walked in, you know, the phone started ringing, and all this, you know, kind of. You know, archetypal Hollywood stuff. You know, which I, you know, I, I, you read about it, and it's exciting, but you know, you don't consider it part of your life. And then uh, the next morning, the the limousine came and took me to NBC Studios, where I met Will Smith, and uh, I met uh, Quincy Jones, and all the other producers, Benny Medina and Jeff Pollock, and all those people. And and of course the people who created the show, Andy and Susan Borowitz, and uh, I mean it was it was extraordinary, and and they wanted me to do the, uh, a couple of scenes that I had prepared uh, in London and t- and sent by tape. They wanted me to do it live with Will. We started doing this scene, <laughs> and, and then well you know because we have scripts, we? right? And and Will says something. It's not a script, but. <laughs> and so I said, uh, is, 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 is that how he's going to do it? I mean, there's nothing. I said, and Will said, yeah, babe, I mean, just, you know, just hang with me, babe. I said, okay, I can do that. And so we just did it. And, and it was, you know, it was really exciting. But but for me, um, I, I I didn't, I you know, I, I, I knew who the person that sang the rap parents don't understand was. But I, I didn't really know 
who Will Smith was. And then I got to meet him, and uh, you know, it was it, yeah, it was really it was really exciting. And what I but what I loved about him was in our scenes, whenever we did anything together in the show, was that you know Will's facility for physical comedy, you know, and and that was the magic of work for me of working with him, you know, because our, our 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 outlook in the show was different. You know, because he was always teasing the character of Jeffrey, you know, and Jeffrey, you know, it was that kind of, you know, and <clears throat> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was magic. But then, you know, <laughs> I, I do this thing and then they say, all right, okay, um, you have to meet the network. And I met the network and like so many people I'd never, you know, and uh, then they said, uh, we start work tomorrow. We're doing a presentation. We're filming it on Friday. Boom, boom, boom. We did this film on Friday. Um, I, I, I did it all, got on the plane, flew back to London. Cash Cam. News, Cash Cam listeners. You can now take Cash Cam everywhere you go. Never miss an exclusive interview. Now available on all major platforms. Yo, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download this episode and make sure you tell all of your friends and family do the same. I mean, everybody that has eyes, have a brain, and have a soul. Make sure you download every episode. And at that time, I was I started a, a, a job for the BBC, a play by the um, uh, a Nigerian Nobel Prize winner, Wule Shuyenka, a play called uh, <laughs> Madmen and Specialists. And that was what I was doing when they called me to say, it's been picked up. And you have to be in in Los Angeles in July. What do you do? You have to pack up and just leave, or what? Go- yeah. People just think you just fly and they give you the uh, the nice hotel and you live. Just uh, Hollywood life. What? What? It was chaos. That that's a well, short. Yeah, you have to you have to have a passport. And if I, you're going to the United States at that time, you have a visa. You know, you had all those things you have to deal with. You know? <laughs> and then you know you arrive and you know. Yeah, if if you're staying, you have to find a place to live. You know, you have to get. You know, if you don't drive, then you're in trouble because yeah. most most people in 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 Europe in London don't drive because you know we have a metro system that's wonderful and uh, you know a public transportation system that's perfect. So most people don't bother to even learn to drive. You know, but if you're in California, you don't survive. You can't drive. You and where did you stay when you when you first came? Were you in a hotel? Were you in the streets? Uh, let us know. Where, where did you? Stay? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Did I live in a doorway? No, yeah, I, I hope I not. Wasn't that lucky. I I, I lived I lived in um uh, some uh, serviced apartments and stuff for the first year, and then I got my own apartment. Wow, man! And that one thing I got from you that it's a lot that goes into making a sitcom, making a show. We just see you guys on TV doing your thing because you're very talented. You make it look easy, brother. Same with your job, with your career, um, work on the show on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, was it a time when you said, "Man, I liked it this ball," so I liked it this time period above this time period or this ball? Well, yeah, yeah, well, it's not quite like that. I mean, it's because you know, you, 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 the, the 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 life of the show progresses as you progress. I mean, you can't you can't really dwell on how the show was two years ago because you're, the show you're doing now doesn't really have anything to do with the shows that you did two years ago. Is that you need to grow with it, so you have to constantly remind yourself of 
of, of the prime directive, you, the, the character you created for the beginning of the show, when it first started, to keep that constant till you know, it comes to an end. But, you know, the thing about bosses and stuff, you don't, it, 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 it's, I, I mean, I can only speak from my experience. And I, I you know, I, did, I, I, I really didn't have a, a problem with that at all. I mean, I really didn't care. You know, it, it was not, it was not my concern. My concern was to do what I had to do to the best of my ability to contribute to the whole, to be part of, to be part of a group, and and to be and to be really good at what I do. And that's that's was that was what I what I did. You know, I didn't I didn't want to be the you know the the, the executive producer of the show. I didn't. You know, I didn't want to direct the show. I didn't want any of those things because, you know, I that that's not what I did. You know, um, I I did <clears throat> I did workshops and uh, on classical theater. You know, in my spare time for three years in 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 California, uh, I took I t you know I led workshops and stuff, and I did productions. I did a production of Julius Caesar, um, some truncated productions of. Uh, uh, Richard III and stuff like that, but you know, I did. It was not, you know, I, I, I you know, you, you, it's, it's important to, to, to uh, for me anyway. In my experience, in my life, it's to know your limitations, and I, 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 I don't think I could could have survived pretending to be what I am not. And to come to a cast, to come to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, already a seasoned actor. Um, that's one thing I think a lot of people, my generation that, that didn't know and, 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 and younger or older, is that you were seasoned. Um, Will was, Will Smith was, he was a, like basically a rookie. Well, not, I ain't saying they was a rookie, but you were seasoned. And that, you had to be a team player because you could have definitely had an ego. You could have definitely said, hey, I've been doing this a long time, or why are you getting this lot to a young Will Smith? <laughs> what about me? Look at my, oh, look at my resume, damn it, okay? Shakespeare, okay? Shakespeare. No, 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 I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. But then, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it becomes, you know, it becomes impossible to survive. I mean, it becomes, you know, one of the beauties of, 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 of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and, you know, was that, we all loved Will. I mean, we loved Will. We loved and admired um, his his drive, his concern, his care of us and for us. Um, I mean, I, I I knew what my what my talents are. I I know what my, my what my capabilities are. And and you know, I I didn't need to to to, to step on anybody's head to to, to 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 give myself props i knew i i knew i knew what i can do i mean i i knew i'd been on broadway before i did the fresh prince of bella i knew that i'd been a member of the royal shakespeare company i knew you know that i i was on you know uh, uh, on the council of shakespeare's globe before i did before i did the so i you know my career as a as a as a, as a as a as a boring serious actor on the stage was 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 established. So I didn't I didn't need that. What I what was important for me was to be part of the group, not to be the foreign brother. You know, that you know that when when I opened my mouth to speak, that people just didn't go say what. <laughs> and people actually still said, "Oh yeah, that's yeah that's that's Joseph, man. He's all right. He's, he's, the bro brother's cool, man. Like, you know." That that was what was important, and so you 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 have to be part. You have to 
you know, you have to, 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 to support your fellow actors. And, and I have to say, that's what we did. And we, you know, God bless us and God bless them all. We, we're still friends and, you know, we still meet now and then and, you know, have a, have a, a, a glass of lemonade and talk about things. Because, um, I, I had a time, uh, a chance to talk to Tommy Ford, um, the late Tommy Ford from the Martin show before he passed. And I, Mm-hmm. Had a conversation with his um soulmate uh not too long ago, and I asked both of them the same question that I would ask you. Um, both shows are big in in in, in black culture. Pro- both shows are big just in TV history, and, and you know, not in front of y'all faces, but uh, you know, what I'm saying around the, around the way, people is talking and saying, "Hey, I, I wanted the Fresh Prince bigger. Hey, I think Martin was bigger." Um, this is what made Bad Boy the movie so big when you saw Will Smith and Martin collide because it was like all the sitcoms, you know, Martin and um, Fresh Prince of Bay Air colliding. Um, what is your thoughts? Was it a, a competition when you was on the show? Let me shut up. <laughs> I'll talk no, to man. You. no, you can no, no. You're you you you're answering the question, man. It's <laughs> it, it's it's yeah. Uh, we we had you know two two top. Well, there were there were others, but yeah, two top black shows led by African American actors, black actors who were extraordinarily talented. You know. Who were, were wonderful. I mean, these guys can command a room, can command an auditorium, can, <laughs> can command an arena. These, you know, these are these are huge talents. Now, uh, one, we worked for NBC. I think they worked for Fox. You know, we we were we were different. We we were entirely different. We 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 you know we did not work for the same company. We were we had different writers, different producers. You know, the and and of course the Nielsen ratings does you know goes for you know which which show gets the most people. You know, uh, that's not with you know within our our. Our, our, within our power, it's you know, it's it's what we do, and we, Martin Lawrence and and that gang did an extraordinary job. I mean, they were they were fantastic, and we were fantastic. And I, I think you know, for us to look back on it and and enjoy the the, the kind of the healthy competition of it, that you know, the the the, the fact that you know, we it's it's. Oh, it's it, it. It is the competition that that uh, that that opens the door to progress. Mm-hmm. If if things remain static, then nothing happens. And and you know we had this this healthy kind of competitive outlook. And you know we we were lucky. You know we won our our spot, uh, our night. Uh, they won their night. And there you go. The father of two, I believe, unless you got some other ones hiding in the trees. But I don't want to put you on blast, brother. But um, <laughs> um, but talk about your family life a little bit. Don't have to get too personal. But how are you as a father? How are you as a husband? How are you just when you send down not being in front well, of? Well, man, you know that's that's you know I I well, from where I'm sitting, I'm the best father that ever lived. You know, uh, you need to really talk. Yeah. To my wife and my children, but I, yeah, I do. I mean, look, my my son, my son is a a writer, um, actor, writer, and he's you know he's written a couple of short films. My daughter is uh, is is uh, is works for one of the uh, uh, top private schools in London. She's the exams officer, and you know, and my wife works in a school. Um, you know, that's that's where that's where they work, and I. Um, my wife and I have been together for a long time. Um, how long? Whew. 
God, we've been together since 81. And, you wow. know, we, you know, we continue to you know, drive each other nuts, but somehow stay together, <laughs> find, you know, find the moment that, you know, at nights before we fall asleep to say, I'm sorry for being terrible today and wake up with a bright new, you know, <laughs> enthusiasm for the day. And it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy my my marriage. I enjoy being married. I I really don't, you know, I really don't care because, you know, um, the, the important thing is that I needed a friend. You know, I needed somebody who, 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 who believed what I said and trusted me and, you know, and and that's what I've got. And, you know, you can't buy that, son. No matter how much, how many billions you got, you cannot buy that. So I'm happy. What can I tell you? What, what, what was the toughest thing being, being married and being, you know, being famous, being a celebrity? Breed? The toughest thing is that about it is my daughter can't stand. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. People keep saying, you know, she, they know her father and she just said, leave me alone. You know, yeah, my daughter can't bear it. That, you know, the, yeah, her her father's life is reflected in on her, and she just can't stand it. But yeah, but that that's the most difficult part. I mean, uh, but otherwise, no. I mean, <laughs> I I am free. You know, my wife and I, I our relationship where I am free. If I you know if I if I if I have a job in say Mexico, um, my wife doesn't complain or wish that I couldn't you know I could stay home and not go. If I have if I have to tour Europe. Um, you know, my wife doesn't complain. You know, she you know she understands the nature of my of of, of my job. You know, uh, all all that is important is that I come home, and secondly, that if she visits me, that nobody embarrasses her and say, "Who are say, you know, who are you? Take your hands off my man." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you know I I really it it you know it keeps me together, so it's good. Yeah. It, any role, it gives gives me folk. Yes, and any roles you reg, um you regret not taking. You say cash, man. I wish I would have took this in this year. I, I I'm still mad at myself. Matter of fact, I'm gonna <laughs> punch this screen, cash. Any role? <laughs> no, no, you can't. You no, you can't because the, the the decision you make at that time is the right decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't. You know, you didn't. You didn't know that. Um. Uh. You know. Um. Bad Boys was going to be such a big movie. You didn't know that. You just thought, well, I don't want to be in that. Now, if if, if the only reason you're doing it is to make money, then you you really uh, are <laughs> messed up, <laughs> you know, because you should have done it because you'd have made a hell of a lot of money. But if you know, and that's simply what it is. You make you make decisions as according to the information that you have at the time. You know, um, who who could have said that the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was going to be what it has become? Nobody, nobody could have said it. Not the producers, not the network, not the writers, not the actors. Nobody could have said it. That could have predicted that. And it's and and it's 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 uh, it's a combination of circumstances. You know, the 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 the, the stars aligning perfectly you know the right moment the time was right that's all and you know you, you can't you know you know whoever turned down the first james bond or whatever and the, oh sugar i wish i'd done that and, well no when you made the decision you made the right decision unfortunately you didn't have any foresight that's all did you turn down james bond <laughs> i wish <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yo, teamwork make the dream work. That is so cool. Even if that's first hand, building this podcast. Just want to salute each and every one of you that have donated to this podcast. Salute each and every one of you that have had the heart to donate. We just want to say thank you to you as well. You guys have been a blessing to us. So now we want to be a blessing to you. Be a blessing, receive a blessing. Now when you donate to us, you receive a blessing from us. First option. Any donation, $5 and up, you get to submit any question or any comment. And I will answer your question or address your comment live on an upcoming episode. And shout you out. Any donation, $10 and up, you get to pick a topic, any topic you want of a coming episode of this podcast. Plus, everything in the first option. Any donation, $20 and up, get to be my guest on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Plus, everything in the first and second option. Any donation, $50 and up, you get to be a partner in crime. Yeah, you heard me. Partner in crime. You get to co-host an upcoming episode of this podcast. You get to see my notes, her notes, his notes, behind the scenes. You get to co-host an upcoming episode of this podcast. The Plus, you get everything in the first option, second option, and third option. Can't beat that. And any donation over a hundred dollars. This podcast belongs to you. Everything is in your hands. From the topic, to the gas, to the arrangement, to the credit. Plus, everything in the first option, second option, third option, and fourth option. Be a blessing, you be seen with this. Now, when you be a blessing to us, be a blessing to you. Send all donations to cash up. Dollar sign. We not going to be up. Giving is living. Help make this podcast number one. We changing how media is done. Cash Cam listeners, you can now take Cash Cam everywhere you go. Never miss an exclusive interview. Now available on all major platforms. Yo, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in to episode 18. Make sure you download this episode and make sure you tell all of your friends and family to do the same. I mean, everybody that have eyes, have a brain, and have a soul. Make sure you download every episode. Episode 19. Cash